You're listening to a podcast brought to you by Trowers Includes, international law firm Trowers and Hamlin's diversity and inclusion program. Hello and welcome everyone to this Trowers Includes podcast for Black History Month. At Trowers, we support Black History Month not just to celebrate contributions of black people from history, but also to recognize and appreciate people of black heritages that continue to impact how our shared stories play out. And these acknowledgements are really important as they help us to see how achievement and accomplishment comes in all guises. So with that in mind, I'd like to introduce someone that I've worked with in the past who has done some amazing things. So Moranike, really wonderful to have you here and be speaking with you again. Um, I first came into contact with you, with uh, your Career Nuggets program. So, you know, I'm aware of your work. But for maybe some of our listeners who are not as familiar with your work, can you give us some background on what you've been doing and what led you being recognized with an MBE, no less. Thank you, Reg, and thanks for having me on. Um, so yes, I'm Renika Jai, and I wear a couple of hats. So during the day, I work as a director of corporate services for a social housing provider. And um, my passion is about my social enterprise, which led me to my MBE, and it's called Career Nuggets. And it's a support hub to support members of the black community on their career journey. And um, it stemmed from a place of a couple of years ago, about 10 years ago, um, being a chartered accountant, working pretty well. Um, I was eager for more changes in the landscape of the workplace, particularly in senior management. I noticed that most professionals got to middle management and were seen to be stuck. And I wanted more for not just myself, but for others. So Career Nugget was birthed out of a place of what can we do to raise the awareness of this issue? But most importantly, to educate the black community that we shouldn't just settle for second, but we should always have gone for the first. So Career Nugget was birthed as a social enterprise to educate, empower and um, enlighten members of the black community on things, particularly the soft skills they can take on to enable them to progress in their career. So we started off with a TV show. That was really to raise the awareness and showcase models because we realized that a lot of people draw inspiration from connecting and seeing other role models. And there were very few um, members of the black community in senior management that people could really inspire or aim for. So using using the platform of a TV to interview people like that, raise the awareness and gave people hope that they can achieve the same thing. And then we broke it down to having events and subsequently we have an academy. And I'm happy to talk more about it, but really it's, we create the inspiration, the, we empower members of the community and we're a connected platform. So we connect them um, people aspiring to progress in their career, that's the mentees we call them, with mentors, people that are already working in the area that they're aspiring to be. So we're a connectors platform and we've seen so much um, wonderful results from that. Fantastic, yeah. So, I mean, um, that kind of takes us into my next question because you spoke a lot there about some of the actions that you're taking. Now, the theme of Black History Month is actions not words mm-hmm. um and i think you've gone into that quite a bit about how you've taken action yeah. and so perhaps you could talk a little bit about what you think that action might mean for 
others, not just in the black community, but in other communities as well. Like, what can we all do to really follow on your lead and be taking action, you know? Thank you. I love the theme, you know, action but not words, taking action. It's so crucial because I feel over the years, you know, I, I really, um, first of all, it's nice to have a whole month, you know, celebrating black successes and role models and things like that. I have no objection for that. It's just, um, it shouldn't be just limited to one month. So in terms of what action means for me is no more lip service. So there's a lot of awareness and people are aware of the issues. People know some of these things that there's not enough representation or opportunities. Not everybody's allowed at the table in some industries. I mean, I remember working in a particular organization that did a lot of talking. I mean, there were loads of events. But when it came to the practicality of it, and I just want to give an example, we were refurbishing the building, three stories. So each level would have a kitchenette for lunch, to break out area. And it was, oh, can the black people take the basement because their food smells? And I remember saying, actually, every warm food smells. I mean, you heat cheese, it's going to smell. Heat broccoli, is going to smell. You know, I said, I don't think that's a fair statement. But I think it's just about, so in terms of, you know, lip service, no more. Action would have been educate yourself a little bit more about the different cultures and things that are not just... Um, you know, in that instance, saying that the black food smells, the person would have been better if the individual had educated themselves to know that um, food generally smells, and it would have been better to say maybe warm food, if you're heating your food, be in the basement, and if it's cold food, and not, you know, just to respect everybody's needs. And, and I think when we talk about taking action, I think it's being cognizant of other people's views, cultures, and be accommodating. So the first thing is observe, educate, and then listen, because you learn a lot from listening. And then where appropriate, speak up. Um, I think we need to um, speak up, have a voice in this area. And all we're just saying is equality, making everybody included, inclusiveness. And um, where you can, um, take a little bit of action. It could be that you're the person that can enlighten somebody else. You're, you're the next person that can be the listening ear, or you find out about another opportunity in the workplace that the person is not aware of and make these things available to all. So recently, an employer approached me and said they were looking for board members, and they wanted a diverse board member because the board was one kind of race, and they wanted some diversity because we all know diversity brings a lot of richness to the table. And I asked them, how are they advertising these roles? And they just told me that they're putting it in the same place they've been putting. And I immediately replied and said, if you want to catch something else, you don't keep on going to the same pond, you're fishing. You have to find where those, the new kind of fishes you want are. Have you thought about other maybe specific networks or magazines that these people would read? That way you broaden your search. Um, you know, so I think it's just about, you know, physically doing things and they took that on board and they reached out to a particular recruiter that had a lot more, you know, members of the black or minority group on their books. And I think those are some of the things people can positively do. Just like a podcast like this, you know, people can listen in and get a better understanding. And I think it works both ways to so the black community educating themselves and likewise other communities educating ourselves about each other. And that way we're more accommodating. Fantastic. And 
you know, when you talk about some of those practical things, I think mm -hmm. that's really key. Like, what can you practically do? Yes. And I remember when I was at another law firm and yes. one of the things that I wanted to do there was I wanted to work specifically with black charities and black enterprises. And yes. um, so, you know, one of the things you did there, um, I sort of on behalf of that law firm uh, opened the doors. And I think that in itself had an impact because you're bringing in people that maybe feel that they they might not ordinarily belong there and you're getting other people used to seeing black people come to the building so i think what you did with the career nuggets in terms of bringing black aspiring professionals into that space and then asking myself and other black professionals to come in to speak to them i think that really helped make a difference and so i think it would be really good to hear about the impact of that Oh, yes, because um, thanks for bringing that to my attention, because we've now been working with other corporates. So we, we go in and, you know, we'll have an event. But the most important thing about those events, it's very powerful, is the inspiration it creates. For some people, they've never gone into a big establishment, let alone a big building in the city. So just having an event there, when, when employers can open their doors for small enterprises, social enterprises or charities like myself, to gather people in... It leaves them with a lasting memory and a belief in themselves that actually I can achieve this. And I remember one of the sessions which you took, Reg, and you were just talking about your your career, you know, being a diversity and inclusion consultant and uh, majoring in that space. If you understand most of, you know, the African community, we're limited in the knowledge we have in terms of profession. So you would, uh, most families would say you're either a doctor or an accountant or an engineer or, you know, um, a pharmacist. Those are the kind of professions that people are aware of. And people are struggling to probably make the grades to do that. And they feel, oh, how can I have a job? But you enlighten them about what you do. And that brought another, you know, for some other people within the group, about three of them, they saw that the skill set they have can actually, uh, they can pivot, they can transfer into that field. And they're successfully working in the DNI space, which they would never have known about if they hadn't listened to you speaking. So just opening doors and hosting a meeting like that and providing role models that can talk about their journey, it's such a huge inspiration to others aspiring to be where they are. And it's about being open, that everything's not smooth sailing. You know, some of it, you have got to be bold, take bold steps, be audacious, be resilient and want it and speak up and, and things like that create a lot of inspiration that people then feel included that this is something that I shouldn't exempt myself from because you know there's something about unconscious bias and what was happening is that firm you're talking about when we were having the meeting people were so excited and people said oh no they would never take a black person in this company you know but by going in there because obviously people had their own unconscious biases and they, they eliminate themselves from the process, even without putting themselves forward. So by a company opened their doors, you could see the hopes. And people then didn't limit themselves to certain industries. They thought, okay, I can go for this. So I think it's, it's practically opening doors, creating opportunities like apprenticeship, work experience, work shadowing, that people can actually get to understand the culture and what those organizations are looking for, so that they're not excluded from the race. It'll be good. Yeah, I think that's really interesting what you're talking there, saying about people almost deselecting themselves because they don't have that hope yet and how important representation is. I think you've really hit the nail on the head there. And I guess for those of us who are black, we kind mm -hmm. of understand the importance of representation. And so a lot of us will put ourselves forward in order to 
sort of give some kind of hope and aspirations to, to the next generation. But yes. maybe for those of us who are not part of the black community and maybe are standing on the periphery of this situation, what do you think we could do to maybe encourage them or, or help them to kind of engage in this kind of journey towards greater inclusion? Well, I don't really limit it to people that are not, not black. I think it's everyone. I think we all have a duty to care for each other, to be concerned and to speak up and to make ourselves available and accessible because um, a lot of this is about being educated and being empowered. So on the one hand, people can attend, listen to seminars, read up things, but they're not empowered to take that step. So what other people can do is empower people, give them the tools that they need, signpost them where you can, listen to what is it that they need. Um, I remember one incident at work One of the feedback was that um, people, not in my current role, in my previous role, we had a staff meeting and there was a complaint, not really a complaint, but people were moaning about not progressing properly in the company. And even if they wanted to progress, it seemed to be excluding the particular, you know, the black race. You could see less representation in senior management. And I remember the, the senior team replied back and said, because they did not fit in some certain areas, And what we then did was we realized that are not in truth. The real issue there was they just didn't really engage in anything outside work. So most of them would come to work and leave immediately. They were not getting involved in other projects. So we then created these lunchtime at our meetings where we could enlighten people more about the culture, about how they can add value to the business. So when you're employed, you're employed at a particular value, which is your PayPal. So that's the value. But you can add more to that by doing a little bit more outside your remit. And we then gave them that opportunity by coming to the table with projects going on in the organization. In the past, these projects were not publicly made known. And people would go and hand people they wanted to work on these different projects. So we changed that policy to make sure that when we have staff forums, that these projects are made available, made visible for everybody. Obviously, you still have to deliver your work. So this is an add-on. But the enlightenment was, this, is, this can give you better exposure. Because if you're just stuck in your team, when the senior executives are talking about promotion or talking about rewarding, if nobody knows you, you can't just be your line manager that knows you. You need to be more visible in the organization. And we enlighten them that if they can do something outside their day job, then that will give them better visibility so that there will be better, there will be an advocate for them in that boardroom when the time comes for remuneration or um, promotion. So what I'm saying here is that we need people that would advocate. We need people that will listen. We need people that will create the opportunities to empower people to be able to make these bold steps and step forward and progress in their, in the workplace. Or, you know, be their authentic self and not hide away, making that environment suitable for them. So what I'm hearing there is allyship from people on the outside of the black community, reaching out to people, advocating on their behalf, bringing them into certain profile raising opportunities, career enhancing opportunities that can help bridge that gap. So I think what you've said there encompasses all of that really nicely. And Mm so for anyone who's listening who feels that they can support as an ally or either as a role model. I think there's some clear statements from Moronike there about what you can do. And then lastly, before we wrap up, you know, it was World Mental Health Day on Monday, 10th of October, and 
just from listening to you, I can see that there's so much work that you're doing and, you know, you've got a day job as well. Um, I know you're a, a wife and a mother and all, all, all those things as well. So my question to you would be, how do you manage all of that, you know, and protect your mental health? You know, what is it that keeps you focused and grounded and just able to kind of, you know, to put so much effort into all of these different plates that you're spinning? Thank you. Um, I get asked that question a lot of times. But what I do say is that there are 24 hours in a day. So there's a lot of planning that I put into my days and I prioritize what matters at every point in time. I don't really believe in work-life balance. I don't think there's a balance. But depending on what's happening at every point in time in the season, one thing will take preeminence over the other. So take, for example, my son might be in school. So I know that there are certain days in the week I have to be there for him to support him. When he's on vacation, on a break or half term or that, I can do more of mine. Likewise, I have demands at work. Depending on the time of the month, that will take preeminence and I won't take any other engagement. But it's balancing all the different hats I'm wearing, jog all the different balls I'm juggling and making sure that at every point in time I'm holding, because I can't hold all balls at the same time but I'm holding the right one for that appropriate season. And also, I take time out. I know when it's time for me to retreat. So I love my holidays, so I plan that. So basically, my year calendar is fully planned. Sometimes I have to be flexible because some ad hoc things might crop up, and I leave that space in there. But the key thing is knowing what I can do and knowing that for everything I do, something else is giving way. So for everything I attend to, something else is not being attended to and making sure I count the costs that I'm giving way to one for the other. But when it comes to being an inspiration to my community and, you know, it's a passion. I just, I'm so passionate about it and I don't see it as a burden. I love it. Sometimes people need to, I need to mentor. I have appointments like 9 p.m., 10 p.m. That's my own downtown time. That might be when somebody else is watching TV. I'm just enjoying having a mentoring chat with someone. So I think it's knowing what, tickles your fancy and play towards that. But at the same time, I also have my own um, people that I can let off some speed. Um, like my husband is very supportive. I have family members that are very supportive that I can have a chat with. Because sometimes I need my own outlet. Um, so I think it's balancing that. Yes. So what it sounds like to me is to, uh, hopefully not to misquote Michelle Obama, but I think she says something like, uh, you can have it all, but not at the same time or something like that. So and the importance of having a good support network. And I mean, even though Moronike, we don't talk regularly, but I think some of the things that I've seen you do, uh, some of the things you've invited me to, they were also inspirational to me. So I've sort of seen the way that you carried yourself. I know you're a woman of faith as well. Yes. And, you know, I feel that combination of all of those things helps to, um, well, keep me grounded, I would say. And I feel that that would resonate with you. Thank you. But listen, it's, it's been a fascinating chat and... But Reg, I do have one little story I want to say. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, go ahead. I was, I was listening to this on, 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 on YouTube, you know, and the story was of a doorman. So he was a black man and he was the doorman security of a posh hotel. And he stood there and he welcomed guests. And he noticed that the revolving door was um, transparent. So people didn't really notice the front door, not the revolving door, the front door. So when they're coming into the hotel, they kind of bump into it. And he tried to get hold of the leadership of the hotel to explain to them that I think you need to change this door. But because he was the doorman, he was ignored and 
oh, you don't understand. That's part of the beauty of this building. And, you know, they just wouldn't, they would ignore him. And until one day, a gentleman came through the door and he crashed his head into this glass door. And it was so damaging to the reputation of that hotel. They paid a lot of money and it was really damaged. The lesson there is everybody's important. Everybody, no matter what anybody is. And if he was listened to, that hotel would have not had the problem and the reputational damage they later on faced. So, the, the, you know, what I wanted to say about this is when we're talking about representation, everybody is important and everybody should be listened to and heard and given a voice. What I love about that story, well, I don't love the story because obviously someone got hurt in that way, but I think it just demonstrates the importance of inclusion. It's not yes. just representation, because he was represented, but he wasn't he included. Wasn't, yes, he wasn't and, included. Yeah, he was, he was represented as he was the doorman, but in terms of, you know, and he had his experience, he had something to bring to the table. And I think, yes. you know, the reason why we have Black History Month is that because of the way we're educated, we've taken our most formative years and only mm -hmm. we only see accomplishment and achievement in a white guy. Mm -hmm. And I think take that shift for people to be able to see that, you know, these people look different to us, but they can also have great ideas and great insights and bring something yes. to the table. And so we should have them around the table with us to make the best decisions, as opposed to having people that look and sound like us um, so that we can all make the same mistakes. You know, yes. so thanks for sharing that, that story. I think that was a very pertinent one. So, as I said, just to thank you for coming on, taking time out of your busy schedule. Thank you. And I really hope people take on board what we've been discussing. And so, yes. I'd like to say to all of our listeners, please take an opportunity to engage with the content and activities that we're having across Black History Month and just kind of celebrate that inclusiveness that helps us all aware of the value that we can all bring to the table, regardless of how we look or our uh, background or anything. So thanks again, Moronike. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we say goodbye to our listeners? Oh, no, thank you so much for having me. And, you know, we've made, it's been a long journey and we're making progress. And if we continue that same spirit, it would be much, much better for everybody. Thank you. Thank you. You have been listening to a podcast brought to you by Trowers Includes, international law firm Trowers and Hamlin's diversity and inclusion program. Find us at trowers.com forward slash Trowers Includes and join in the conversation on Twitter at Trowers, hashtag Trowers Includes, or find us on LinkedIn and Instagram.